Hello and welcome to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner and this is my podcast where every episode we make a playlist for a specific life, moment, event, occasion, what have you, um, always with a special guest. And today we're making a playlist for your funeral, or our funerals, with my guest, Chantal Claret. Hello. To say it right. Um, yeah, I honestly don't care how people say it. Okay. Chantal Claret. All right, Elizabeth, it's great to have you here. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me Yay. in your tree home. Um, yeah, this is the first one we're recording in my house. I'm very, was I not supposed to say that? No, you can okay. say that. It's wonderful, though. Yeah, just don't give the address. Yeah, oh, then I, I was, <laughs> I'm going to stop what I was going to say next. Um, so you, you picked this uh, theme. Yes. Why did you pick a funeral theme. Um, I'm not going to pretend that this isn't the first time that I've put together my <laughs> funeral playlist. This is probably the third or fourth. So I just drew it up because I always have it ready to go. Um, I'm a very morbid person by nature. I have very morbid obsessions, mm-hmm. which is of all the obsessions to have, I think the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like that makes, would you call yourself goth? I, I um, predate goth in the oh, sense, okay. I mean, like, so you're like a vampire. It's like in my heart, mm-hmm. like not, I don't need to dress goth. I don't listen to goth music, but I'm just an incredibly morbid I, person. I'm just afraid of death all the time, which I don't think is healthy or great, but I think about it so frequently. See, I feel like I do too, but I, for me, I feel like I think about death so often that I don't even notice how much I'm thinking about it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. I'll be brushing my teeth and I'm like, oh, this could go, like if I fell down, this goes straight yeah. in my brain. That's how I die. Yeah. That's a terrible way oh, to no, be found. That's anyway, all... like all day long. Yeah, all day long. It's a constant chatter. And so why not make a playlist mm. for the ultimate, eh, you know, so I'm always preparing. And you're a musician. Yes. And so, an so a playlist is very important to mm. me. Have you ever written any music with that in mind? Um, I would say my entire cat catalog is about <laughs> fucking or dying so it's well and the french call uh that's life yeah well yeah exactly <laughs> but um orgasm is the oh yeah the, le petit mot yeah exactly a little death uh-huh so really i wanted to call i think somebody else made their band finally but i did want to have that as a band name because it's so that's a cool band it's name. a cool band name yeah. if there isn't well, one then there should be them you can t- or if they happen to die if you don't know that hasn't been the ending to so many things i've wanted <laughs> <laughs> just murder them where, get that jacket oh, yeah anything is it we're like that house if you just murder those people <laughs> you can kind of just take it yeah ah oh, damn this conscience we'd oh. have so much cool stuff i've been watching the uh, american crime story the mm-hmm. versace one yes i loved it it's so good and i don't like, um, I don't love Darren Chris. No, me neither. But I love him in that. Oh, it's so good. Which kind of extra impresses me. I'm yeah. like, not only do, did you get over my general eh about you, but you pumped it up to, wow, I think you're great now. Yeah. He's, it was, it's it shot really beautifully too. Yeah. The whole thing. And that's, it's a, such an incredible, crazy story. Sorry. I, I don't know. It's, I know it's kind of happened know. a while ago, but we're, we're catching up on it. Because. No, I don't even know how crazy a story. It, I mean, I guess all murder is a crazy story, but yeah. I think they just really made it into a fascinating story by the angle that yeah. they took on it. They, they told it in a really compelling way. And it was, but that was to my point of that uh, you can just murder people and take their homes and cars and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. As a case in point, American yeah. crime story. Yep. Uh, especially when they're just freely giving it out to you has run out. Yeah. That's the time to murder them. Yeah. And now it's a note for me to take. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, no, murder. <laughs> I don't, I don't think about murdering people. I do think about being murdered d- and death. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, I think that's kind of a, a female thing. I, it's sadly. something to consider. 
all the time at all times. Yeah. They say that I forget the name of the person who came up with it, but there's uh, somebody who came up with the concept of the, of a rape schedule that women are constantly in our heads, like clocking the, the like likelihood of it and Mm -hmm. how, how much a situation are makes our chances go up or down. Like, Oh, it's this time of day. I got to take a cab home, not the subway because of rape. Oh, a hundred percent. And apparently men don't do that. Um, I, they're lucky. Yeah. I don't, what's that like? It's another thing that I'm like, I wasn't, I, I but do also, it so much I'm not even aware I'm doing and it. And then I add on things, not just being a woman, but I'm like, who hates Jews in yeah. this room? You know what I mean? Yeah, and then there's, there's a whole so other host of things you can add reasons. on where you're like, do I have to be afraid of this from existing? You mm-hmm. know? So then it's a, just a never ending. And then does this plane work? <laughs> properly? You know, like yeah. things like that. Yeah. Can I fly a plane? Should I drink on this plane? No. What if I need to fly it? What if they need to? Do you actually think like you could be the one that has to fly it? No, but for some reason, I think if I I drink, then I'll I'll won't have my wits about me, and yeah. I somehow won't. Well, yeah, there's. I mean, if something goes wrong in the plane, there's so many reasons. You know, you got to get the slide out. Yeah, you got it. But you, somehow you've, you've answered the question that yes, you can open exactly. that window. No, so sometimes I'm like, what if the responsibility will fall on me? I need to be at full capacity. Yeah, I wonder if flight attendants, when if they serve liquor to people in the exit rows, are like. Oh, interesting. They're actually interesting. Now that you think about it, there should be. Yeah. There should be a drink limit on the exit rows. Yeah. They should at least hard side eye those people, if yeah. not cut them off very early. That's a great point. Be like, you Which I'm going to bring up on my next plane of flight. <laughs> like you're the one, uh, the tattletale in yeah. a row. Like, um, excuse, excuse me. me. This person has had three drinks and we're in an exit row. Mm-hmm. I'll make them sign in blood first. <laughs> I think that's what we're going to do. Um, yeah, I uh, I found found making this playlist pretty difficult because I was like, does it need to be a representative of me or do I need to be soothing the people? Mm. What did you go with? I went I went more with the the me thing, but also like 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 hey, have some fond memory. You can share some share some thoughts, yeah. and you can be a little sad. But also, hey, like, I also, I find it strange when people are like, I don't want people to cry at my funeral. I want them to laugh. Yeah. And have a great time. I'm like, well, then just be an asshole. Yeah. Like, just be a bad person. And everybody will be like, yay. That is literally the best reason I've ever heard to be an asshole in my entire, I did it for you guys. So you would have a great time when I die. That would be a great funeral. If you went to a funeral, somebody that you were like, this person was a total asshole. And you showed up and there were like balloons and all, and like yeah. all this food it was welcome. all prepaid by that like, person they were and like they were just, hey. and they donated all their money to charity yeah. no but then you'd feel bad again okay so I feel like I would be like so they keep with the asshole theme throughout yeah except for that okay. one party yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know I feel like it would be a fun way to be an asshole I'd be like well you will so and so there are a lot of fun assholes though mm-hmm. but also a lot of not fun assholes well, and also depending on what you do with an asshole it can be fun yeah. um, yes that's a different type a of playlist asshole. that's a different playlist um, it is a totally different playlist also um, do you want to get into this playlist? Yeah. Okay. It's so depressing. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I also, I think I, I think I kept mine from being too depressing, but it is like, I did get kind of morbid with it. Um, I think I, I, there are funerals. Yeah. What do you do? What like do you, I started thinking about myself being dead. Yeah. Welcome like, to my, oh, I hope I so can. Sad. My, my, all my friends are gonna be sad. They better be sad. If everybody, if we bring a little bit of this to the world with the people that listen to then welcome everyone <laughs> to the experience. Well, it's also, it's also strange that we, I feel like in the, in the West, uh, I don't know, in the whole West, in the U.S., yeah. we are, have a really weird relationship with death. Totally. Where I 
frequently catch myself saying things like, well, if I die, instead of when I oh, die, yeah. I'm going to die. I have everyone's going to die. Yeah, I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah. Very soon. <laughs> I, well, oh, According okay. to my internal um, clock. <laughs> uh, like, and uh, when I do long sets, I frequently, if my if my material starts going off the rails and I start um, improvising a lot, my brain just gets to like a really free place. It always, home base is always, well, we're all dying. Yeah. We're all currently dying right now. But it's so true because that's your truth. You go back to your truth and that is the truth. And to me, I feel it, I find it really freeing. It is. Like, like, hey, we're all dying. It doesn't matter. You could do whatever you want because we're all dying. I know. I I really, I aspire when I'm in a good mood, I look at life that way. (laughs) And when you're in a bad mood, you're like, you're we're like, all we're all, yeah, just, it's really the, how you're looking at mm-hmm. it. It depends on the day. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's get into the playlist. Uh, I'll, I put one of my songs first. I'm so excited. Start with mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, uh, think about your troubles by Harry Nilsson. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. You want tears galore. Well, I don't know. I think it's like a, it's a middle of the road. Sort of, so it's from the point. Which is a, a story, it's a story album that he did. Um, a, it's a story about a little boy, but this happens when the boy has to leave his town and get to this kind of magical woods. And the distance between his town and the magical woods is, um, the distance of is the exact time that it takes to sing a song. So, you can take your teardrops and drop them in a teacup. Take them down to the riverside and throw them over the side. So yeah, it's uh it's like just like a, a fun a fun story. It's a story <laughs> of like you can uh Think about your troubles, it makes you sad, you cry in your teacup, and then you take it and throw it into the ocean, and then in the ocean your tears go into a whale, and then the whale go, dies, and then the whale decomposes, and then the fish eat the whale, and it's just so, yeah. sort of like circle of life kind of thing. And the old lady who swallowed a, a yeah, fly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and it's also kind of like saying all your troubles are just these little teeny tiny things. Yeah. You, you, you blow it out into none of this stuff really matters. Oh, man, you're really sending a good message. I hope. Yeah. Um, and it's also a song that I've always loved. I grew up listening to The Point, um, and it was one of my favorite stories. Um, it's a – do you know it? I don't know. I've no, do I you mean, know Harry Nilsson? Yeah, I know okay. about Harry Nilsson, and I know some of his music, but I'm not his whole catalog by any means. So this came out of... Uh, Came out of an acid trip. Yes. Not a big shocker. A lot of the best things of our time have. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a story about this little boy named Oblio who lives in the land of Point. What? Yes. I am sold. Uh, Right there? Yeah. Everything in the land of Point has... Uh, Well, acid trip. (laughs) You're like, Oblio, acid trip. What else can you win me with? Um, Everything has a point on the top of it, uh, except Oblio. He's round-headed. And so his mom knits him a hat so he can have a point. And he has a pointy dog. The dog helps him. But then he gets in trouble because he's better at sports than some of the other kids. And so they get mad and they get him kicked out of town because they're like, the only law is you can't have, you have to have a point. You don't have one. So he leaves town. He goes on this whole journey through the pointless forest and comes out the The other side. Yeah. But it turns out in the pointless forest, everything has a point on it. And what he learns from this whole journey is that a point in every direction is the same as no point in all at all. And if everything does have a point, well, then I must have a point too. Um, and then suddenly he has grown a point. Um, so it's like a lot of very acidy wordplay that as a kid, I was like, 
Whoa. Wait, I'm as gonna, a kid, I'm well, 36. Exactly. I'm loving it. Exactly. As a kid, I was like, I'm going to figure it out when I grow up. Yeah. And now as a grown up, I'm like, I still, man, I can think about this for like a while. I got a way you can figure it out, dude. Just take yeah. this tab. Get your tongue. It's, it's great. And I, I just listened to it as the album, but then they made it into a cartoon. Um, That's literally it. what I was. I was like, it sounds like a Mobius cartoon. Like, yeah. I need to see this. Is it? Is the cartoon awesome? The cartoon's okay. I like it. I, I've always... I like listening to albums more because um, you can s- you see it all in your head. What about the wall and things like that? Do you? Well, I don't know the wall. Very well. The what? Pink Floyd's the wall. I know. I should have kind of a Pink Floyd. I block. can't even believe I didn't pin- Pink Floyd on this <laughs> thing. I got a whole bunch. Give me thirty seconds. Your choices are very funereal. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think I think my I have a, a a theory as to why you've had a wedding. Yes. See, so the, I've not had a wedding. Okay. So I feel like some of these choices are also like the type of things that you would be like, I would want that red at my wedding or yeah. played at my wedding. And if I like, played any of me, these at my wedding, that would be a very yes, troubling future. Be, but mine, I think a lot of them could double that's, up. Oh, that song could totally be like a father-daughter dance moment. I'm sorry. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> yes, I do I don't have know a father. That's a sore subject. Yes, no, that know. is an okay subject. <laughs> no, just don't talk about my great grand uncle that oh, would be know. your great grand uncle song <laughs> oh well great dance. we gotta shut this down um no yeah so uh so i think that that's a fair point because yeah what i was thinking about and it i was, just went i went hard oh <laughs> i go hard i'm there for the emotion i'm not there for the thoughts behind them i'm but, there for pure unbridled sadness i love that yeah. i i taught musical improv for a long time awesome through like comedy theaters i lived musical improv mm, i do musical <laughs> improv and students always when we were talking about musicals they always expected my favorite songs and moments to be like the funny songs I'm like, yeah no 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 i like the ones that turn your guts inside out yeah that feel like drugs that make you feel a thing that you didn't feel before the song started any emotion is they're all the same i mean i think to to get somebody to laugh is harder than to get somebody to cry yeah. Uh, I mean, well, they're different, you know, they're yeah, different things, but to genuine, because it's so genuine. That's I mean, true. with the, and you know who said, um, did you ever watch that Wayne White documentary, Everything is Beautiful? Or I think uh, mm-hmm. Beauty is Everything. It's incredible. And he really talks about it. Um, how, and, and I found this as a musician that, you know, when you're serious, it's much easier for people to take you seriously. Whereas if you're funny, it's people don't take it as seriously as art. Mm-hmm. And that's BS. And so as you should watch this documentary. It's really incredible. He did all of the um, background scenes, all the scenic art for Pee Wee's Playhouse. And then oh, he's cool. an, an incredible artist on his own right. Yeah. Just a painter. Pacho was such a collection of amazing people. And, and totally incredible. And that's why you should watch. He's an incredible artist and visionary. And he lives in the neighborhood. And <laughs> he's a... It's a fun neighborhood. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but I feel like people don't really laugh at songs. It's comedic songs, too, I think, are um, kind of a break for the audience. Totally. Because they, like, can just relax they don't feel like they have to reassure you with laughing but you obviously it, like grew up like loving weird owl like anybody yes. I and mean, novelty songs was, yeah oh my song. god monster mash was my favorite thing that's why yep. when you first actually the beginning of that song it has that like <laughs> yeah, 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 and i was like yeah, are you playing bubbling. monster mash is that your funeral song because no. you are reading my book i did put monster mash on the end of our goth play our goth wedding playlist oh though, awesome because my, my theory was that i feel like uh, at a goth wedding people could do the electric slide to that oh my god that is genius thank you yes thank that you. is so good um do you want to do your first i actually song? want to add monster mash to mine as well please <laughs> okay do you uh do you remember yeah. your first what one? is it is it albino is it 
uh, oh, yes, it is uh, Trouble of the World by Mahalia Jackson, who is an incredible gospel singer. Um, oh. Um, she has just the most incredible voice, and uh, it's in this movie, Imitation of Life, that is really, really wonderful, where her daughter is, she plays the maid to this wealthy family, and her daughter is... Um, light skin so she can pass for white so she passes for white for her whole life and then just basically disowns her mother and it's really sad and so then um then i don't want to spoil the movie that came out like i think you can spoil it it came out a long time ago you can spoil it (laughs) and then the mother dies and the daughter comes back for her funeral and mahalia jackson is singing this in the church and it's just one of the most beautiful songs ever and then it was in this movie um or tv movie i want to say like subway stories do you remember that it was on like hbo yeah that sounds really familiar and and it was all these like five different director did these little mini stories about subway stories and one of the stories had and i forget who did it directed it had a girl in the subway singing this like a teenage girl and it was like one of the and you know when you see in real life in new york see an amazing subway performance you're Mm -hmm. just like what the fuck like the fact that this person is just sitting in a goddamn subway and has it's mind-blowing so the person they captured that on film and with that song which is just so apropos yeah it was uh i just looked it up uh subway stories was an hbo um film yeah um but yeah and as far as the people in the subways uh i have heard that from a lot of like legit musicians that sometimes they just like to practice there because it's great acoustics yeah there's um my ex-manager manages this band called lucky chops and they started in this they're actually incredible you know them yeah and so they started in the subway and blew up in the subway and they do like full-on brass stuff like all of them playing it's pretty cool um but they they would still do it they still do it i think Mm -hmm. for fun when they're not touring the world Mm -hmm. sorry to me to say it like that i feel bad i'm not mocking their success i'm very but i also (laughs) think that it's funny musicians and comics and so many artistic pursuits and it's like all right well, when i take a break from my thing i'll do my thing more <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> i'm gonna go on vacation can i find an open mic is there do they do, they do stand-up shows here in the middle of nowhere yeah they probably do the the other last thing about that song that i will say is that um lyrically wise it's just so goddamn sad um about how i want to see my mother and i loved this song even before my mother passed away so it took on a whole other level level after because it's like i want to see my mother and you're like oh <laughs> before and now i'm like oh i guess i do yeah so take me away calgon <laughs> so why why is this one for your people what are you hoping to evoke from this one or um, why did, how did it earn its place oh god um tears i'm, there, I'm yeah. there for the tears i'm bringing i'm starting off strong i'm going so hard like, and deep you guys better cry are you sad yet mm-hmm. are you because it's sad. I mean, I loved, I just love emotional things. And it's so, it evokes to me the proper emotions that loss. Yeah. And it really re- musically represents loss to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what music is there to support a mood or change it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's 
the mood. I mean, I feel bad for wanting people to people to feel so bad, but I think I'm sad. I well, think <laughs> no, I don't. Well, I've I've said on this before that I, I feel like when I'm sad, I want to listen to sad music because yeah. I feel like there's a, a degree of commiseration from yeah, the song. Yeah, totally. And I feel like the song is saying like, yeah, it I get validates it. your um, feelings, and I think that's what my playlist. All of these songs, at some point or another, have validated my feelings of sadness and or happiness, and so I think sharing them is an ultimate that's why we share music with each other and play music for each other because i and that's what all art is ultimately Mm -hmm. is to validate our universal emotions yeah wow we just broke it down wow wow that's it guys that's Uh it you don't need to go to museums anymore yeah (laughs) close them all down all types of let's just burn them all down (laughs) yeah yeah throw the (laughs) throw the paintings in the street yep like that's next year. That's in the Trump administration next year. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to ruin this whole podcast. Uh, no, I mean, uh, for a while there, every time I would do a podcast and stuff would, about him would come up and be like, maybe by the time this comes out, <laughs> maybe by the time this comes out, he'll be, I don't know, exploded, like turned into dust. I don't know what, nothing is going to, yeah. this guy is uh, cockroaches. He'll be here longer than anybody. Yeah, he's the Keith Richards of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Keith Richards. He doesn't, doesn't even get, get to be the Keith no Richards of him. No. Aw. That sucks. Bummer. Um, yeah, I feel like mine, more than uh, supporting people's crying, is just I've created a, a statue of myself with these songs. Like, <laughs> but that's wonderful, though. <laughs> I think that's, it's a pastiche of you. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. And the next song in my pastiche. <laughs> yes. Uh, ooh, what a saddie. Ooh, I like a saddie. It's not a saddie. <laughs> it's Human Nature by Michael Jackson. <gasps> wow, that's a nice... Is this the order? Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird These that I blended ours like we're having a like a co- funeral. funeral. <laughs> that's, I'm going to start playing co-funerals now all the time. Are you guys friends? I mean, we've kind of... We've met. How once? <laughs> co-funeral. Remember that time we had a co-birthday? Mm-hmm. It was, was so weird. great. <laughs> I know, great. That's what I mean. Let's have a co-funeral. Um, so, yeah, I feel like this is like a soothing feeling. Like, I'm, like I tried to imagine the crowd. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, come on. You're it's DJing all part them. of life. No, we, this is getting you through it. Yeah. We live. We die. It's human nature. If I say why, why? Yeah. It's human nature. Um, and I love... I. I normally wouldn't put, like, I try to avoid putting uh, the, uh, you know, questionables, the abusers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The possible bad guys yeah. on the old playlist. Wait, so Woody Allen's not on your, your uh, No, no, no. I have a whole, playlist. I have a big, I am doing a whole sketch later <laughs> yes. on in this. Um, but, um, but Michael Jackson, I still have like a lot, a lot he, of question marks. He was so abused. He's just like a, he, I feel like he, I feel like he is our responsibility. Like mm-hmm. society yeah. abused him also. I think these are all great points to bring up at your funeral. Thank you. <laughs> you should have a I'm, I'm making the case for, it's okay for me to play yeah. this at my funeral. If there's one thing you walk away from at this funeral is question <laughs> Michael Jackson's. It's yeah. Yeah. Read the tapes or listen yeah, to the tapes. Yeah. Uh, read the transcripts. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just loved him. I went through, like, this weird Michael Jackson phase when I was in high school, which was, like, way too late yeah. to have gone through a Michael Jackson phase because I didn't like him that much when I was a kid. Yeah, My yeah. parents used to um, make fun of pop music a lot. Um, because they were, like, cynical? Or, like, mm-hmm. what were they into? They were into, like, 
my dad was really into world music. Oh my God, my brother's into world music. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, A lot of tube and throat singing, that kind of stuff. And my mom was into, she's into like oldies. Are they intellectuals? Very intellectual. Uh, Yeah, so this was not smart enough for them. Yeah, exactly. So So that was your rebelling. Exactly. Your teenager, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Wow, the the ultimate pop rebellion. But in my house, I was like, I'm super into it. Yeah, yeah. I started doing Michael Jackson impersonations. No, what? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I won a talent show. He's he's changed so many. I think so many people have had that experience with him at whatever point in their lives. That's what makes him fucking Michael Jackson. I saw um, uh, Laurie Anderson give a talk one time on avant garde, and she brought up Michael Jackson as like a an intense example of avant garde. Ness. Yeah. A lot of his choices were very new uh, when he was making them. Yeah. And then, and now they feel very uh, worked over because everybody. Well, copies him. But yeah. he's leading the pack. It's the same way. Uh, to bring it back to, to Beyonce, she's always leading I the think pack. Just bringing up Beyonce. Well, it's a comparison as okay. a compliment. <laughs> it does relate because he's leading, and everybody else is copying him, and so then ultimately becomes a cliche or whatever. You know, uh, and and the same with Beyonce. She's always ahead of the pack and leading it by that 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 bared relevance. And, no, 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 no. And I realized that was where the point ended. Um, I, I was just making. I was pointing out that you said to bring it back to Beyonce. And oh yeah, we hadn't wait. mentioned Beyonce <laughs> yeah, before. Wait. Sorry, my brain is always has a level of exactly. Beyonce. I'm, I'm now seeing that always in your brain is I'm going to die. Yeah, and Beyonce. Yeah, there's two things. There's always a constant level of anxiety <laughs> about my more uh, my imminent death, and then just the the opposite. The good angel uh-huh. would be the hum of Beyonce's Beyonce's existence keeping me level-headed i think she's fucking amazing and i and i think you're right it's a very apt comparison and what i find fascinating about both of them is that they have brought like legit art artistry to the biggest mainstream exactly her artistic integrity is so fantastic and i get upset when people are like well it's other people who have a team i was like first of all everybody has a team yes being able to collaborate is a skill that is the biggest skill Mm -hmm. and the best skill and she sells it whether or not she has 72 writers or one writer she makes it seem like it's it's her and it is her vision everything it okays it going across her desk and every choice i find that she does is artistically credible and awesome and cool it's also a very feminine trait to oh. be able to collaborate yeah like looking at again fine art um the 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 portrait of the male artist is always yeah. like the lone wolf yeah and female artists are like collaborative yeah. and you know communal do, yeah a lot of like craft arts yeah and um working with uh with like different disciplines and mm-hmm. blending those together and i also find it fascinating with each album that she puts out i feel like she's doing new things oh, yeah. in such a, uh, again, like artistic way. Yeah, it's where I'm incredible. Like, She's like, a true artist. W- comparing her early work to now, it's like... Mind-blowing, which I do all the time. When yeah. I'm sad, I literally look on Instagram on just watching <laughs> her talking, doing rehearsal videos, and I'm like, this is so relaxing. And mm-hmm. just watching an artist excel at their job in every capacity is really nice to watch and i think as a human being has very great has very good boundaries oh incredible her she's so and i hate that i don't like the term classy as a and especially now it's become disgusting um but she is she has in, such incredible integrity and grace and privacy and i yeah it's really wonderful to watch i have none of that but it's, it's, so it's just it's, cool. well, it's hard with social media yeah. it's really hard to not 
I respect I respect her tremendously. Oh, I will say this about Michael Jackson. I too was obsessed with Michael Jackson, specifically the thriller which is this album VHS. Oh. And more specifically the, the making of and more specifically when John Landis oh, yes. tickles his foot. Come on. I was obsessed with that as a child for some reason. It's like he's so childlike. I like that moment is you're like, like that's a grown up child ingrained in my brain, and I watched <laughs> it obsessively because I just didn't know. I think I like loved the relationship. Yeah, like to me, it just yeah. was so playful and friendly. That's the way I look at it. But you're probably no, right. No, you're, I think, but I, but I do think that it, I think he especially spoke to children because yeah. there is like a legit childlike thing. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, and they well, say a lot that, of jokes, can but be made honestly, about, they yeah. do say as artists, if you get really big success. You halt your yes your and he got it at like what seven and and that's where you stop at that age and if you want to progress you have to do a lot of work to move past that but so you and that makes sense yeah uh, I didn't get to see Captain EO until I was an adult and uh, oh, I was man, so excited about that when wow. I finally got to see it how was it hold up for you or it, it was still great okay good I mean I get worried about stuff like that yeah yeah it was it, it wasn't perfect yeah but. It was so full of like joy of someone making yeah. exactly what they I wanted to make. I bought that t-shirt. I have Me that too. t-shirt. It's so good. <laughs> and that little creature. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I can't believe I'm blanking out on it. Um, the name? What? You yeah, the, the name. name. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, okay. I would be very impressed by I'm, I'm disappointed in Do you myself. Know the name Aristotle? Um, I had the, I also had the VHS, uh, the Moonwalker VHS, which was all of the music videos for, oh, um, wow. like, was it, was it bad? It had, I know it had the Smooth Criminal music video on there so that was pretty exciting and then also to bring it back to weird Al, and then weird al covered him and of yes. course that's and i'm like what this is like the and world they seem to have like a good relationship yes, and like it made he it kept so covering fun. him yes it was the best yes. what a great all right yeah yeah so i great choice yeah oh thank you thank you uh i hope to, i'm there to and, enjoy it and it, it <laughs> flows so perfectly into your into your you won't be because we're behind this is a oh yeah joint funeral, funeral. Yeah. that's true thank you so this is yours yeah your next one i don't want to see your next one yeah okay i know it's okay Ah, my next song <laughs> is um, Albinonio's Adagio in G minor. It's a banger. Yes, by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite piece of music um, of all time. I listen to it. Well, my husband likes to sleep in silence, so I don't listen to it every night. But when he's away or when before I was married, I would listen to it. Well, now I feel like I'm quieting myself for him at night. <laughs> so no. I just don't like listening to him. Well, but it could also be like... A, I'm respecting a, a, like, his... Like a, 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 when it's a 100% you space. Yeah. Well, it just really helps me put go to sleep. Uh, and I... Are you lighting this, candles? No, nothing. Like, just this. This is... This is my emotional inner life mm. at times this is that's a great representation of my emotional inner life it feels dramatic it's it's melancholy yes but but up, but optimistic it's there's a a sweetness to it that mm-hmm. i think is optimistic so it's not just all sad that's the next one <laughs> <laughs> what was your introduction to it well, what I honestly don't know. Well, I grew up, we grew up listening to a lot of classical music in our household and going to a lot of operas and ballets and stuff like that in New York. Um, and so I was very begrudging at the time, I'm sure. Well, you know, when you're really little, you love mm-hmm. it. And then you're like, well, yeah, and then you rebel. <laughs> you're like, there's and so, no puppets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and I loved going to the opera and ballet because, you know, it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't know. I'm sure from a very young age, um, I always remember it in part of my life. But I love it and I listen to it every any chance I get at night. But I've 
listen that's probably my most listened to piece of music in my yeah did you study uh music as a kid uh, like piano lessons and vo- voice lessons with my piano, like, you know, very limited and like chorus mm-hmm. at school, but nothing really. I never, I never had any exceptional talent mm-hmm. for it. It wasn't until I was going to film school and then I kind of accidentally joined a band. How do you accidentally join a band? I went out and got drunk and sang in a circle for someone's birthday. And the guy there was like, you have a great voice. I gotta hear more of it. Yeah. And he was like, you want to come sing back up in my band? And I was like, okay. And then the next day he's like, come help me come up with a name for it. And he's like, what about Morningwood? And I was like, okay. And then I joined the band and then I joined the night around. Did you finish film school? No, I left a little too early like i was like i'm gonna make it like i gotta go my band's taking out like yeah like like a year or two or like i just stay i could have stayed another year yeah. <laughs> like or two maybe <laughs> and like made a juggle but i'm very like i wanted to focus and yeah. ultimately it paid off do you have you ever thought about going back to filmmaking i love uh, ultimately yeah i love it at some point i would like to i feel like this would be a, a very evocative in a scene I'm yeah sure it has been used many times um, i think it probably whenever i hear it it definitely has more. I've definitely heard it before because I'm always like, "That's my tune. <laughs> That's my jam yeah. right there." Yo, DJ, turn this oh, up. Yeah, Geo minor. Yeah. Pump it, pump it. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I putting on your to, skates. I, I listen to a lot of music, but I do love classical. I was just talking about it with a Lyft driver the other day, where you know it's really interesting how classical music is. It manages to evoke all of these feelings with no lyrics or melody. The soul, I mean, it reminds me of Enya in the sense where she can capture so many moods and emotions, and it's really the melodies because you don't know what the fuck she's saying. Yeah. I never knew the lyrics to Orinoco Flow. So it's Sh- like, Sail away. Wait, how did I not put Enya on here? Fuck. <sighs> Sorry. I, I almost do said that. When I got hours. the list, I was like, no Enya? Damn it. I don't know. I suck. Yeah. That's my birthday playlist, though. Yeah. All Enya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My birthday playlist. This is just a couple of CDs I got from the nature store. Um, <laughs> was it the nature shop? I just remember as a kid going in there and being like, oh, wow, I'm, in, I'm transported. It is. I think it works. <laughs> it's like those haunted house ones. Mm-hmm. Those work. I was just on tour recently and went to a record store. And wherever I go, I go to the record store, flip through, and just bought a whole bunch of spooky sound effects albums. Are you going to do them as your pre-show music? No. Can you sh- pick your pre-show music? At, at like a comedy yeah. show? Yeah. Um, yeah, but they usually don't have a turntable. I would, but j- just a CD or whatever. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's very important about setting the mood. But I think yeah. it should definitely be well, spooky one horror. Them, <laughs> one of them is like a, a a guide to a haunted house. Like, welcome here. Oh, yeah. please oh, have that. Oh, there's a creaky door. Please. That would kind of be great. Please do that. I don't know if I could live up to it after that. I feel like. That, yeah, that's, you'd be fine. That's, that's a high bar for my performance. You will just edit it around, do like a 20 minute thing that can then lead to your entrance, mm-hmm. maybe. We used to, we did a, once for a pre show thing, we did R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet, like all 26. <laughs> where we're like, they're going to fucking be so psyched that that fucking sample will be over by the time. Like mm-hmm. anything, we could come shit on the floor, which mm-hmm. would be awesome, anyways. But they would be like, just be so grateful to have it turned off. Do you feel like you. It, it, do you try to play stuff that's very different from your music before shows? Yeah, yeah. You gotta. You try and do a little. Um, what do you call it? Like a little palate cleanser mm-hmm. between. Because there's usually other bands, so yeah. You definitely try and have something. What, what's the, what do you take in a, when you're having like a twenty course meal? Amuse bouche. Yes, like a little amuse bouche, like mm-hmm. to make it fresh. Yeah, yeah. And nice. 
Yeah. Well, since most, since all my music is improvised, yeah, I don't ever want to play something like that, yeah. so that they'll compare it and be like, oh, the oh. written stuff. Yeah, is, you got to be very. They did a second with draft that. on that. That sounds good. I try and ramp it up, and then I always have a very specific intro. Like I'll edit together like a crazy intro song, or like I'll have my brother do like a countdown or something like that, and edit it into something to make a big dramatic yeah, the whole show. It's show business, but literally it's like <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> um, do you feel like a lot, do you encounter a lot of musicians with the same, in your yeah. genres, uh, with the same sort of uh, relationship with classical? I don't, first of all, I don't know what genre I am, so I don't know. That. Well, um, not classical. Yeah. Um, I think a lot yeah, A lot of people love classical. I mean, if you're a true musician, I, and not that I'm even, I'm not even a true, I mean, I guess I technically, I, I don't know. You, I, I guess. It's weird because I don't play an instrument, so I feel like I'm not allowed to say it, but I, I make my it, living. So I get it. Me too. Yeah. 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 So um, I should get over that. Yeah. It's it's not. Yeah. It doesn't suit my purposes <laughs> um, or my business. Um but yeah, but everybody I, does it because it's not like that thing where it's like I don't like country or classical anymore. Uh-huh. Where like if you say that, you're like, are you kidding, dude? That's that's like what twelve year olds say. Yeah. Like I remember at a point where I was like, country sucks, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh no, actually, country's amazing. I feel like I've heard a lot of people say I don't like country or rap, and yeah. I'm always like, oh, so like poor people music? Yeah, or like, like music of like working classes. That's what you don't like. Are you in 1987? That's a yeah. not a current thing to say. Like it just yeah. makes that's very it's very small minded. I, I agree. Um, but yeah, I, I I do feel like a lot of musicians would uh, obviously have a connection with it, but I don't think that a lot of music fans would know that. Yeah, 100%. But it's all, it, it, well, it depends what you like about music, you know? I, we, I, I personally love melody, and mm-hmm. that's the ultimate representation of melody. The fact that I can remember how that song goes, and it was written hundreds and hundreds of years ago, and there's nothing but that melody to remember is an amazing rep. And it makes you feel crazy fucking things. That's incredible. Yeah. It's so magical. Yeah. I do feel like uh, a lot of classical sneaks up on you mm-hmm. that way, where you're like, oh, yeah, classical, I get, <gasps> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm so small. Yeah. That's what And true. yet it's all so meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know what the fuck it is. You know, <laughs> it's just, it makes you feel, which is incredible that something can do that with such a minimal uh, amount of things. Yeah. It's great art. Great art is great art. True. Yeah. Make it a t shirt. <laughs> you should. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I'll move on to mine. My next one yeah, is not classical. I saw it. Now I'm sad because I, I know what sorry. it is. That's all right. It's um, all right. My next one. Well, then. No surprise for anyone, then. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's California by Joni Mitchell. I'm excited. From Blue. Because I don't... I'm not a... I, I want to hear it because I know. Okay. Well, pump it, Aristotle. Sitting in a park in Paris, friends. Reading the news and it sure looks bad. They won't give peace a chance. It was just a dream some of us had. Just a lot of lines to see. But I wouldn't want to stay here. It's too old and cold and settled in its ways here. All the California, California coming home. All right. I'm going to see the folks I dig. Um, so, yeah, this is from Blue, um, which is kind of her like seminal yeah her big one um and for me um i mean i love this whole album 
and it's not like a sad song, but it does feel, I mean, it is about coming home, which um, hopefully there, there's some of that to death. And yeah. there's like a peacefulness to it. Um, but for me also, California uh, is like my place. Yeah. Like my, I don't have, my family isn't here. Yeah. Um, and my history isn't here. And so when I moved here, I was like, oh, this is mine. Yeah. This is where I get to decide who I am and what I am yeah. and um, build whatever I want. Um, and so it feels very like personal. Um, and I also just think it's a really pretty song. Yeah. And it's about like, you can, to me, it's about like, you can move through space and have all these different experiences um, and still have like an inner home. Yeah. and home base and or maybe it's a physical place like california yeah <laughs> so that's what i like about it it's be- i mean i have to go listen to the whole thing because yeah. i'm not i don't know a lot of joni but you have a very i get the tastes you have from those two songs specifically mm-hmm. and they go together beautifully but i and i don't know enough about Joni Mitchell. Yeah, a lot of, I think Joni Mitchell, she's got that high voice, yeah. which I think turns a lot of people off. Um, and it feels very like um, bird-like. Uh, but she, I, I've talked to her about, about her a few times on the, this podcast. Um, I, she's amazing. She's an amazing songwriter. Yeah. Um, the type of emotions that she talks about are m- so much more complex than a lot of songs, and especially songs at the time, where instead of it being like, I'm so happy, or I'm so sad, it's like, I'm in between, and I move back and forth, and I'm regretful, but I still made the right decision, and all that kind of stuff. She did weird tunings with her guitar, so that gave a lot of character to her music. She was a huge inspiration for um, uh, Prince, which I think is always the mark of a great musician. Yeah, 100%. But she has become associated with sad middle-aged moms. That's a well. Listen, it's a, it's a real thing. But it, yeah, it's association. Well, and and it's she not made, a bad place to be. She made music at at so many different ages. Yeah, I think she represents so many different points in life. Um, like what she's got this amazing soup. Oh, you like a sad song? Ooh. Yes, I do. She's got some real, real sad songs on this album. Um, there's especially one called "Little Green," which is about her giving up a child for uh, adoption. <sighs> And like the moments in the child's life, like the the moments of saying goodbye to it, and the things that that she will miss. Yeah. Um, but then being like, but this is what I this is the right thing to do. Oh, yeah, That's and it's good. true. But I will it's check a true story. I will check out all of these things now because mm-hmm. I trust your taste oh, and your you. and I like what you've played. I just haven't had a chance. You know, you spend your life like going down one avenue of researching something it's you know because we didn't grow up at a time where it's like oh prince oh i just pressed this button now i own his entire catalog for the history of his life and every bootleg he's ever done Mm -hmm. you had to like dig and research Mm -hmm. growing up and that's why i'm also so fascinated with how people found music like i don't even know how i found music. yeah i I blacked it all out it was like like, oh it was a cool cover yeah and a lot of movies for me soundtracks were my biggest me too that was my so much of the music I found was sp- soundtracks or spidering off of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a lot of times I would get a soundtrack and it would have a different version yeah. than it had in the movie. And I would so, be like, man, well, now I have to buy more albums yeah. by this person. Or like get my, really get my friends to make copies. <laughs> I couldn't buy stuff. Um, but yeah, a lot. And that's a big reason why I'm doing this podcast. Because yeah. I find out about 
music because it I is. I like that this is how you're like, how am I going to find out about new music? I know I'll make. Well, but, the, but it's daunting. Yeah, like, no, I, it is. Totally. Like I have a friend who li- who like listens to every oh. new album from. That's a full time job. Yeah, from the Pitchfork, like whatever they recommend. To be a tastemaker is a very tiring job, and I'm grateful. I've always been grateful that that's not my job because it's a that's its own job. Yeah. I don't, and I I don't think I even listen to it with the right ears on no, when I'm doing that because no. I'm like, oh, it's a job. I shazam. I only find new music through either recommendations or Shazam. Mm-hmm. I hear stuff in like TV shows and in stores, and I'll be like, what's that? And that's mm-hmm. where I find all the stuff that I like. Yeah, the only the uh, the flip side of that is songs get used up. I think by that too. I was trying to make a, a, a playlist for another show recently and there was a song I really wanted to put on it and I'm like, yeah, but I've heard this in so many trailers and so yeah, many yeah. commercials. I think it, it does, it's used up. Yeah, you, it yeah. doesn't do the thing anymore. And Journey will never have an emotion again. They're not like, yeah. <laughs> all the- although I love Journey. So I'm like, you, so you still, every time you hear, it's a small town. No, not that You're song. okay. Cause I'm like, really? That still gives you no. that good feeling? It's separate ways or lights? Yeah. When the lights go down on the cité. What um, about, uh, what about, uh, was it Mr. Blue G or uh, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Um, well, Journey also, though, has like a fascinating story to the band. Like, yeah. They Do were they? just such dicks. Yeah. Um, they were started as a jam band for the guitarist who was like the 17 year old oh, guitarist. Yeah, you just lost. Yeah. I mean, well, you kept me, but you lost. As a, well, yeah. So he was a dick. Yeah. Jam and, band. And the manager was like, we need us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it quick. Oh, go ahead. Um, the manager was like, uh, we need to have a singer. Because no one cares about this jam band. Um, and so they found a tape of Steve Perry's, his demo. And they were like, this guy's great. He had already given up on L.A., gone back home to his farm. That's the they way found goes. him. They called him up. And they were like, can we come back? And he was like, oh, okay, comes back. Beautiful voice of a songbird. Yeah, yeah. And so he, they put him in the band. They'll, they're doing pretty well. But he won't party with them afterwards. He goes back, goes to sleep, doesn't get drunk with them, takes care of his little voice that is making them all crazy money. True professional. And they're like, what a dick. We don't like him. Yeah. He finds this keyboardist, brings them in, does open arms. You know that song? Yeah. Um, that busts the whole thing. Everybody loves them. Guitar guy, jam band. It's like, fuck this song. Fuck this guy. We hate him. And then he puts out a solo album, Oh Sherry. And they're like the guitar player or Steve Perry. Steve Perry. Okay, um, you know, oh Sherry, I love. Yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the band gets mad because it sounds too much like Journey, but it's the shitty Journey that they don't like because it's all keyboards. Man, band dynamics. Man, it may, oh. I, I find I it makes my blood boil. Every band in a way that I I love. <laughs> Dude, if you, every band has its band dynamics, it's like being married to four people, you mm-hmm. know. And but you're not having sex, but the only sex you're having is creatively song sex, song sex, or on stage. But mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's what a, every band has crazy ass weird dynamics. It's yeah. so interesting. I and, love it. And trying to figure out when is it like too much? When is it like we have to make some sort of for real change? Or when is it like, well, this is just what part of us and what we do? It's really, it's amazing. Everyone is like a special snowflake and different in its own way. Not snowflake in the cuck way, but <laughs> snowflake in the snowflake way. Yeah, snowflakes have been taken I away we, from us. We have to That's clarify now. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking about how great snowflakes were earlier today. I'm not even sure. Um, I was thinking about Sam. 
Uh huh. Okay. So okay. I'm not gonna go. The, this is some real art shit. I go also smoke that. pot. So <laughs> FYI, just want to let you know. So the, no. So that clarifies a lot right oh, there. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Every now and then I'll have a thought, and I'm like, How am I not high when I'm having this thought? Yeah. This is such a high person thought. <laughs> like I like. I was thinking about bananas. Yeah. There's so much food in one banana. It is a tremendous amount. That's of, it's crazy. a meal, basically. In one, but yeah. and they're from trees. Yeah, and it depends on the size though that you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they're well, I mean, yeah. It, but even like like percentage-wise. Yeah. Percentage of it that's food and that isn't. Yeah. And there's no they're not hard to get to. There's no stringy parts. There's the banana? No, yeah. Yeah, no, just it's the outside. Perfect. It's such a great food. receptacle and container that it comes in. It's really one of the most self-sufficient foods. It seems like it was a gift. It's a bit one of their one of the arguments for the um the the oh, no. creation. <laughs> oh no, damn it. Sorry. Yeah. There's a there's a video with um Kirk Cameron. But it also looks holding... like a phone. So yeah, it's an argument so? for telephones. So But God made phones. Yep, no. You're right. Um flip phones though. He yeah. didn't have uh so yeah, there's a video with him holding a banana and being like, see, how can evolution be real when I'm a banana sorry. fits in my hand? I'm sorry, I just proved I brought up the bananas. Oh, uh, we just it both will. accidentally proved that evolution yeah. isn't real. Sorry, dinosaurs. Yeah. You guys, it's just made up. You're not birds. No, nope. you're not even real. What's am I next? Yes, you're next. Is it? Oh, are we um, going even deeper? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hold on. we are. I'll, how I do, it? Here you I go. Oh yeah, I figured. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to keep my party of tears rolling. Um, it's Mozart's Requiem. Um, and I plan on playing the entire thing at my funeral. Not here. I just it, put I I put on the first part. Uh, Cause it is like yeah. nine different tracks. Yeah, nine banging tracks. <laughs> Get them all. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, it's so tragic, and especially it's so sad that you're dead. It's well, I I always think of Amadeus, which is one of the best movies of all time. I love it. Um, it's so good. I endlessly love it, and the story of I mean. Listen, that story could be total bullshit, and I could be basing my entire opinion of this music based on a a fallacy. But as far as I know, it's true. I, yeah, I don't know exactly how true it is, but it, it's such a great, it's such a like maybe the perfect movie about um, creative jealousy. Yes, and th- that it's how paralyzing because there's nothing you can do about it. You yeah. can't get better at what. Yeah, at, I mean, you can you can improve your skill, but like when someone is just more talented than you. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you going to do? And if that bothers you, you're screwed. Yeah. It's, um, I never thought about it that way. That really makes me sad about that movie. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's what it's about, But I was right? like, but look at how great Mozart is. Yeah. No, you're totally right. No, like you a have total a total coup. No, you're looking at things properly with an analytical <laughs> well, how mind. how are you looking at it? Well, how did it come across Look to at you? what a crazy kook that <laughs> was. He's so talented. What a joyful life he lived in a short amount of time. But that's true. And that's and what was, drove, um, Oh, Salieri, thank you. That's what drove him crazy. He's like, you're not even sweating. And I loved, I, I, yeah, that's one of the best um, performances of all time. Well, actually, all of the performances yeah. are so incredible. Oh my god, all of them. I just watched it again recently. We watch it every couple of years. Um, it's so good. And Jeffrey Jones, I guess we got to look at that one because mm-hmm. isn't he a pedophile? Oh, mm. probably yeah. isn't that right? But it's hard to keep yeah, up who at this isn't? point. Yeah, you know. Tell me when someone isn't. Ugh, me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, sorry, oh, sorry, that was so loud. Um, that song, the, it, but it was so, tra- so it, 
the movie impacted my opinion of the music, even though I had listened to it before. Well, no, because I came out in the 80s, so it had to have gone hand in hand. Um, uh, the, the Requiem? I yeah. think it came out earlier than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it came out in uh, 80. He was on the it's cover kind of, of Rolling Wave Stone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was... a. Uh, it's just, so, it's so fucking sad. And he wrote his own death. Mar- it was, ugh. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm very frustrated. And I apparently have no words about it. No, no. I, I Well, that's why people make music. Yeah. Um, and, and he really appropriately captured the sadness of, I guess, your own death, which I think is uh, what we're trying to capture. I do think I am going to narrow it down and not play the whole thing at the funeral. That feels. Or have somebody like remix it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll have, I'll throw it to the DJ <laughs> for this one track. Some interpretive dance. Dancing, mm-hmm. or maybe I'll have like people cover Mozart's record. Mm. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. It'd be cool to have like a some sort of concert for your your funeral. Maybe like maybe you can mix it up and make it a little New Orleans, and maybe have like a like a brass band do a version of this mm-hmm. and make it a little funky and fun. That'd be fun, and yeah. then that could go well into whatever's happening after that. <laughs> in, no our, in our joy, yeah, in our funeral. Um, well, yeah, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to tailor your funeral to me. Just no, no, I, I wanted to work together. There's got to be a flow and a yeah, fluid. Yeah, will be, will be. Yeah, um, yeah. There's got to be a theme. <laughs> death, <laughs> a theme funeral. How much? And 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 moving we, on. Ooh, to should a the new title place. should be "Death Becomes Her"? Ooh, okay. yeah, hers. We can do that. Well, everyone listening already knows that because yeah. that's what we will call this episode. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, I had, I, when I put the playlist together, just my, my placeholder title was R.I.P. Us. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Do you see my tattoo? Well, this one, oh. they go together. How, can you tell me how they came about? Uh, yeah, I'll explain them. They're uh, on either, um, what is the inner one crux of my, and, and the other says R.I.P. <laughs> Which, when people see the V, I've never more embarrassed in my life when people just think I have a V.I.P. I tattoo. Oh. I'm always like, ooh, make sure you see. I, but I feel like that also tells you so much about the person person based on their reaction i don't know i don't think i ever see anybody's reaction because my yeah. abject horror like, look, look, i'm look, like look, 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 look at this look, look at this one read this look. one it goes with this. i'm layered i'm layered yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um i wish it was more i got well i got it kind of to jinx uh, the illness of my mom and it worked for a while but then she died so i guess oh. it didn't work but i also thought it was funny um because everybody dies doesn't matter how important you are because if hey Hey, yeah, see, we're all dying. It's the truth. Everybody dies. It's so true. So I end like, up getting tattoos for a lot of dead people. If you want to get on my body, just be awesome. <laughs> be cool to me and die. I mean, that seems like <laughs> a reason to do it. If you want to get it, that's my new hot song. If you want to get, get on, on my, my tattoos. body, if you want to get on my body, <laughs> yeah. just be nice to me and die. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, yep. I feel like that's the right reason to to get tattoos, though, right? You're marking. You're. It's like you're marking. The things that have affected you, yeah, on your physical body. But then and I just a lot of times those I, are people. I did just go to a psychic and saying that out loud. Um, it's already so horrible, but it's <laughs> I did go to a psychic and she was like, who I didn't ever meet in person, but probably googled me and was I like, mean you hadn't met her before you went. to Yeah, her. Okay. I, well, it was, was like, actually not, over oh, the, the phone. phone thing. Yeah, it was okay. Over the, somebody recommended, um, and so and she was like, you have tattoos for like for your past like for your history don't have any more tattoos about your past to get hmm. stuck and i was like why do you know me so well hmm. psychic i guess i won't get those next tattoos i was planning yeah do you can you see yourself turning it to like a 
tattoo like aspirational tattoos well these tattoos i last got they're the wong baker pain scale it's all that you know when you go to a hospital oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. a kid's hospital and they have like where do you feeling so they're on the inner of my the insides of my things to show you like where it hurts or uh-huh. how much pain you're in because i think they're funny and then the left and the they're like little with the faces you'd be making yeah and i figure at some point all of my tattoos will at some point be very handy for <laughs> helping kids or somebody yeah. the left and the right tattoo i use literally every day i used it five minutes ago oh, yeah, before coming handy. here and then it's I like do this the hand that i write with is the one that moves oh, is fast that the one? and so, so are you I'm always like, one, doing right? this because okay. yeah. i'll shake my hand i get asked every day left and right questions and i just don't know the answer until i look at my hands which mm-hmm. is terrible um yeah it's a weird system that we've built that most of us aren't good at this left and right thing like, i don't so many people have to think about and it and i don't want to be sexist but i have noticed women have more of a problem with it than huh. men Wow, and I that would be interesting. I'm curious, and also like, spatial differences, yeah. spatial issues. I've noticed that, and I hate the fact that that might be something that's. Well, I mean, there the, there have to be differences with our brains, Ugh, some sort I of differences. <laughs> um, it's just the value that we put on those differences. Yeah. Like Ugh. one is good and one is bad. Instead yeah. of this is this and this oh, is that. Ooh. Um, like growing up in New York City, they would had cast- classes with gifted and ungifted. Whoa. Yeah. So my best friend was an ungifted and I was in gifted. Yeah. And that, that set up some great. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't have ungifted. We just had regular class. Isn't that fucked up? Ungifted class. Ungifted. That's great. They actually called it that? Ungifted. And you know who oh, was wow. in the gifted classes? The white kids. Yeah. Yeah. I went to school in a, um, in, in Richmond, Virginia. And we ha- our classes were called Space Special Program for Artistic and Creative Excellence. Oh. And uh, I took space classes, but yeah, it was like, it took very, I was very young when I looked around and was like, oh, there's like a handful of white kids in the regular classes yeah, and a handful of black kids in these classes. That's yeah. Like the, the percentage completely shifts. That cannot be accurate. It's not accurate. Um, Yeah. It's it's, it's a real bummer. And hopefully it's not like that now or at least better. Oh man, we're really jumping around. That's what this is. No, I love it. All again, these are all topics I would like to bring up at our funerals, and I think very important talking points. Well, hopefully, our lives will have fixed all of these things. (laughs) And remember the problem they solved with the gifted ungift. That's no longer a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, oh the um, the brain thing. I read this book. I think it's called the female brain. Um, and the first part of it was talking about how like no one ever studied women's brains because they felt scientists felt that they were too unreliable because they were so well, because they were so affected by hormones. Mm, of um, course, well that makes sense. Which to me and I think to scientists now is like, well, that's why they would be an interesting thing to study. Ugh, like, so... Wait, don't you want to know how that? So they would. But, they but only, is that so, true that the brain well, is unreliable because of well, hormones? it's not unreliable, but like our 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 moods and and the way that we. Yeah, the, the, we are affected by hormones. Yeah, yeah. But so are men. Yeah, everybody's affected by everything. Yeah, and yeah. and all of the studies of brains were all male brains. That's insane. It is. It's totally nuts. We, and so much stuff that that I think has been pathologized about um, uh, mental disorders and mood and all this stuff is just like the way that women work. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's interesting. And we've been made to feel like, oh God, I gotta stop that. I shouldn't. I'm so emotional about oh, that. Of or course, I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm whatever. Oh. Yeah, it's a bummer. Well, it's like they haven't even studied why women have their periods at the same time. Like they that's haven't? not even a scientific proven fact. 
they're like, well, and I'm like, no. Yeah. That's a fucking fact. It's like if you're a woman, you know that's a goddamn fact. Yeah. There are people who have medical problems and bodies, and then there are these witches. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's the wind. We don't yeah. know. They're tree and people. And it relates to the goddamn fucking moon when the yeah. fucking full moon is out, women's waters break, shit. Nobody studies any of this shit. Isn't that insane? It's very strange. That's bananas. Yeah. I mean, I think hopefully there are people, some people studying it now, but yeah. It, it, there's, it does not get the funding, and it doesn't have the history of no. being studied. Well, because where's the money in it? What are you going to solve by women? Send them to their witch huts when they get their peri- the period huts, which I would yeah. want. I do want, actually. That seems like oh, fun, What right? do they call them? She sheds now. Oh, I saw some like, like, a like commercial. Where a she shed? I'm like, yeah. Or was it Saturday Night Live? We're like, I'm in my she shed. That sounds like a yeah. <laughs> That sounds good. Yeah. I would I would get a yurt for that. A yurt. Yeah. Right? Yurt are nice. Have some friends over. Sound baths. I, I like to have, um, I call it uh, book club no books where i just have a bunch of ladies over and uh no one has to read a book to be allowed to come that's actually such a nice right that's a really great book club where you just chat all the pressure of a book all yeah. the light joy of a book club with no books because i used to go to book clubs you know what you could have it be is a super soul set like you have to listen to an oprah oh. audio thing okay. like a 30 minute like a, thing like brene, brene yeah brene, brene brown brene brown, brene yeah, brown. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. that's insightful get vulnerable come yeah. over <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Here's your choice: Brene Brown, Beyonce's Lemonade, Once Through, or uh, I like gatherings. Yeah, which is why a funeral seems fun. It's anything to get people together, right? Yeah, and the food. Yeah, anything. Well, the food, food is important. Anything with food mm-hmm. and a dress code. No, that's not true. Yeah, I don't, oh, oh, well, one thing I was going to say about oh, yeah. uh, these big um, classical pieces that you've picked, um, I do find it like really beautiful when all these people are working together and have like made it important to learn their parts oh. and to, and, and to like dress up for things. Orchestras, the yeah. way they work is that level of musicianship is because those motherfuckers come in and learn things in one day. They don't, they rehearse once through giant opera. It's mind blowing to me. And what for? Cause like one everything else. Yeah. Like everything else. It's like, well, cause this will optimize. Yeah. We're all working on this team to optimize performance for people. And they'll be able to like share files quicker in business yeah. settings. And this is like, Oh, to make music for whatever amount of people yeah. are sitting in front of us right there in that room. And they're so imma- I mean, it's just impeccable. It's bananas. I, I agree. I revere, I revere it. Yeah. True collaborate. There's nothing more beautiful than true collaboration and artistry. I think it's what we're, um, meant to be doing well but by saying meant to be doing it means that someone had some sort of intention with us yeah i think it's a, a, a beautiful part of human existence i agree uh who was it oh my god sorry to bring it back to super soul sunday but i think it's <laughs> doing it i think it was like rain wilson was talking about and i'm like not even a religious person but because we're talking about funerals and all that stuff um, he's got his pancake thing yeah his <laughs> I, I think he was talking about how like you know god is a creator and this is and i don't believe in the you know whatever version of god um but and that the closest that we can get to god if god is the ultimate creator is creating mm-hmm. and, I, and i agree yeah. with that and yeah that really resonated with me yeah thank and you I for that aha moment especially beautiful to create with other people and a hundred percent i really that's why honestly i never learned a musical instrument because i could have i've anything that i end up wanting to do and setting my mind to i do but i have subconsciously never wanted to because i I like the act of collaborating. Me too. Yeah. And people always expect me to be able to do what I do all by myself. So I yeah. improvise songs with my in my in yeah. my comedy. 
and people expect to be able to book me on a show and you just show up and do that, right, Eliza? Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 I need to be able to have uh, my music, musical director, musician, whatever yeah, yeah. title be there also and do that. And for a long time, I felt really guilty about it. And yeah. it felt like I was being lazy or yeah. like uh, it just hadn't had my shit together enough yeah. to have figured out how to play stuff well enough. And then realized like it fundamentally makes it better yeah. to have someone giving their ideas and me bouncing it back and forth. That's and how I work my best and what brings better. me joy. That's how I do my best work and what makes my art for that um platform for right. how for music specifically i like mm-hmm. to i'd make music because i like to collaborate yeah. in that thing but your erotic candles you do on your own um no i do that with other people <laughs> okay, too. Okay. i have a, a big team for that <laughs> okay all right. you got the models yeah i mean it's a whole process yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean that's really the biggest sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. one but, right. but other things like claymation i do by myself and things oh, like that so like things like that are, you can literally only do by yourself yeah the things that take like intense focus yes yeah, yeah. that Gotta gotta have both. You gotta have it all, not in one lane. Um, oh yeah, I'll do my next song. Yes, please. Um, ooh, we digressed. Oh yes, but I digress. We really digress a lot. <laughs> but so, I love it all. <laughs> um, and yeah, now back to the tribute uh-huh. to Eliza Skinner. Yes, please. Um, that my songs are. Uh, this is "Stepping Out" by Joe Jackson. Oh. Mm. Wait, I think I'm thinking of "Stepping Out" with my baby. Yeah. So no, no. Pump this jam. What? This is a great part. You're setting such a great mood. Yeah, but like it can still be contemplative. This is the this is the fastest jam on the on the playlist. Okay, there's a there's a long intro to this one. But I love that like I hate to like I, you can't say that you have a favorite song, right? There's so many songs. Can't that's impossible. Some, it depends. But this is very high up on the list. Like I always love stepping out. I want to hear it. Like a lot of my friends are like, "Oh God, fucking stepping out again." I'm like, "What? It's just so cool. It's just so great." And as far as this specific topic, um, I do feel like okay. I was raised Unitarian Universalist. I want to ask you how what what is, what is that? I don't. Sorry, if I'm. It's I, I'm um, it's a very hippie religion that the basic tenets that create it are that um, Unitarians believe that uh, humans are meant to have humans always create religious communities. Every society creates a religious community. We just always want to sit around a fire, say some things together, uh, have do a ritual, maybe do a dance, sing something, and then have some food. Mm-hmm. Everybody does it in some way or another. So we need that. But the idea that I should be able to tell you what you believe is wrong, or you should be able to tell me that you're more right than I am, yeah. is crazy. How do I know? How do I, you know? I agree with that. And to even think that we both have the same thoughts in our head. How do you know? I There's no know. way of knowing. Um, so it's like everybody decide on your own, but let's all get together and share some thoughts that and bounce great. ideas and then have some bagels. Yeah. That's, oh, bagels I'm in. That's exactly. Yeah. Um, so I tend to find like wisdom and spirituality in a lot of weird things yeah. kind of because of that because that, yeah. that was how I was taught to find it that's amazing um and the were lyrics, you taught to be skeptical yeah yeah um I remember I loved Sunday school and some of my Sunday school stuff was like we, one year we went through the books of the bible and would find the same stories in different books oh yeah yeah oh they're they all were. just bastard bastardizations of each other's and pagan religions yeah. and stuff every single one of them show, like inconsistencies and kind of debunk them oh my god it's so that's the funniest part about it yeah um, i mean and also insane yeah so it's taught like a lot of critical thinking we we one year we did a very in-depth sex ed like eh, which 
way more than they would do in a public school. And um, I think that that's fucking useful. Yeah, 100%. But the lyrics to the song, um, I find... I think they're great. And I think they can be metaphors for a lot of things. Like, um, we so tired of the darkness in our lives with no more angry words to say can come alive. Get into the car and drive to the other side. Yeah. I would have that read at my funeral. Oh, hell yeah. Put that on my epitaph. Right? Thanks, Joe Jackson. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I just love stepping out. I think it's great. How did, great. What, what kind of, did you grow up in any kind of religion? Uh, like Jewish. I mean, mm-hmm. they, we're right, but I was very not religious from the age of five on, I kind of disagreed and was like, I don't believe in it. So my brother, yeah, I went to my brother's bar mitzvah and I was like, yeah, no thanks. Wow. And so you got presents though. You turned down presents as a kid. That's it. Well, here's what we were. So my mom and I, I was like, we're like, so what do we? Have had- so what do we do about the presence <laughs> um, situation? And so because um, I was like, kind of raised in California and New York, um, mm-hmm. I had family in California and friends in New York. Mm-hmm. My mom and I were like, what if we just have a party in each city and say I had the bat mitzvah? In, in the, the other, other one? one, we were literally trying to like scam everybody. <laughs> but then we were like, you know who's going to foil that fucking plan? Grandparents. Those motherfuckers uh, live they for that be shit. There. Yeah, assholes. Mm-hmm. So we didn't do anything. And, uh. and you know what? I, I just was talking with my best, for my parallel life partner, my best friend since I was five years old. Mm-hmm. And um, we have very similar upbringings. Brothers the same age. Mothers like the same like Eastern European, like World War II, same mm-hmm, whole mm-hmm. vibe. And um and I really, and she had a bat mitzvah, which was actually kind of my coming out party, her bat mitzvah, which I feel bad about. Um, <laughs> You're like some me too. No, because it was like the first time I got my hair straightened, and I was, and oh. I had to wear a dress in second grade, so I was like, oh, oh, Chantal's a girl. Um, it so, was the old like the, the girl in the softball team. Oh, like, oh gosh, you're cute. Literally, and we mm-hmm. all, and we, ha- I had my first cigarette at her bat oh. mitzvah. We, six of us shared it in a in <laughs> a cigarette butt in the synagogue bathroom when you could Wait, still you'd, smoke. Wait, you like found a butt? Yeah, it was a, a cigarette? butt. In the, in the synagogue, butt. yeah, a butt with like red. Okay, listing. two of you smoked. Yeah, no, <laughs> the rest of you were just there. No, all of us passed around. <laughs> um, wait, what was I going to say about? Or, oh, so we were talking the other day. Sorry, the whole point of it was, um, and I was like, I think the reason girl you get money at your bar mitzvah is because that's when your hormones kick in, and that's when you do need your nose job. So you use your money. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. We were talking about nose jobs. <laughs> so we were having a very in-depth wow. We were like, should we get nose jobs? Wow. It's like, well, because I'm just afraid of being a Jew now. Not, oh, like, yeah. We're getting to those times. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, yeah, like you should be, but yeah. yeah I <laughs> oh, yeah. No, why. good point. <laughs> You're right. It's so, I feel like just a few years ago, I was like, well, I mean, I guess all of us, like we thought this stuff was over. I, I thought it was over 19... Well, not racism and all that stuff, but, no, but I, like, anti-Semitism, that yeah. one is like, really, guys? That's exactly. the old classic? We're bringing it back, like, alt-right? And that shit really scares the shit out of me. It really does. People, especially when it's... The thing that really irks me the most is, like, I don't even fucking believe it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a shit yeah. about it. So, like... Uh, you know what? I, I Okay, my really crackpot theory, I hope this isn't upsetting in some way, is I feel like... Judaism has had a long history of like studiousness yeah, and like sure. learning. And I think a lot of it is like hate for that. Oh, that's a really interesting because concept. like in trying to think about it, I'm like, like what, what is it? And I really do think that there's like a, like a, a hate of intelligence. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, well, it's sad. Yeah. How do wait, what, how did we even get here? <laughs> 
bar mitzvahs? We were talking about religion. Oh, bar mitzvah. Oh, you could do that's how I was raised Jewish. So yeah, so I, uh, a non-religious Jew, although I do love Hanukkah because I do love presents, but I love absolutely any holiday with presents. So growing up, we would celebrate Christmas. We would celebrate Hanukkah. My stepfather's Italian. I told my mom when you're about the holiday where you put out, a Swedish holiday where you put out boots and apparently are supposed to fill it with candy and popcorn. She, she believed me and I think it's real. Um, so, it's, so it's like you get a stocking and then you get a boot? The boots. Like, yeah, you're supposed so to the, lay your out your feet boots. are just like places yeah, where presents feet. go. Feet, feet is where the food goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that classic. Yeah. So that's, uh, a, that's a hot jam also. Anything with uh, presents really is, I'm into it. Yeah. But religion as a whole, it's not my thing. Spirituality, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think it's a, like we all have questions about like, yeah. Where the where the stars came from? I think well that's that to, to you know what you were saying about uh, what was it the universal uh, Unitarian Unitarian universal. I'm sorry um, oh and there are people in in all Unitarian churches that are of all religions like there will be Catholic Unitarians do you and still atheist practice Unitarians that or Jewish you... Unitarians I don't really I always mean to yeah. I'm always like I I, I go to a church and then I, I yeah don't. but I'm just really glad I was raised that way yeah I mean, it, it made me indecisive in a lot of ways but yeah. I think that it also made me able to see things from different points of view and respect the points of view yeah, and be like, oh, it makes sense that someone would think that way. And it's just a kind of a roll of the dice and the, the, the experiences I've had and how they've lined up that I don't think that way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's great. I, I, I understand why people believe wholeheartedly. It's very comforting and it makes me sad because I don't have that comfort and that terrifies me mm-hmm. like uh, for the end because I think well, yeah. it's ultimately. Yeah, that was another thing I was going to ask. Like, yeah, absolutely. I think that it's I wish I had that also. Yeah. Um, but. And well, I think that's why religion, I think religion is always there to answer. My husband and I talk about this all the time, to answer those questions that don't have an- answers. It's soothing. Yeah. It's so, so whatever. So before we knew what fire was, it was the God creates fire. You know, what are the, what is the reason that a wave takes over? Oh, it's tsunami. It's a, it's the God of anger. It's the God of lust. Why do people do this? And so all that's left now that we don't really know is death. So mm-hmm. religion is still there to hold us, to rock us to sleep at night, you know? Well, and I do feel that a lot of people treat science like religion. A hundred percent. Like people who, I, I mean, I've, I, I'm on the side of science generally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I treat it like a real, more so. But I, but I can realize, like, I don't know the science why, why these things are true. Like, totally. I can't explain. I, I trust scientists in, in their, what they're saying. But, like, I'm having faith in it the same way that a religious person would have faith in the religious belief. We just discovered we have a new organ. Like there's a new organ. They're like, oh, it's been there the whole time. It lays in, it's the biggest organ. It might be the reason for everything. Wait, how could they have missed? They've been opening up dead bodies forever. Did you hear about this? when you die? No, it's this whole fucking organ that like lies underneath your system. And they're like, oh yeah, it's the biggest organ in the body. We discovered this. And it just reminds me of, did you watch The Nick? Uh-uh. The Steven Soderbergh like yeah, medical yeah, with Clive Owen, cutting people open, which is amazing, but it, which is you know nineteenth century or mm-hmm, early twentieth mm-hmm. century medicine, mm-hmm. which basically shows you we knew nothing then. They'd be like, oh, she has a cold, cut off her arm, and then slap mm-hmm. her in the face Bleed with it, them. and they're like, well, that doesn't work. Let's try Ooh. something else. You Oops, know, so, sorry about the arm. Yeah, and so <laughs> now, and, but we're the same way. We're just guessing, and we're like, yep, that sounds right. Oh, mm-hmm. we we can't disprove that, yeah. so it's right. Oh yeah, until I mean, something then the frequency it. with which like 
we all go to doctors and they're like, this is happening. They're like, no, it's not. Yeah. And you're like, no, but it is. And they're like, no, it's not. And then like six months later, you're like, oh, that thing is happening. Well, so like, they, I told you. And here everything is like mass, you know, one size fits all in America and, you know, a lot of places, but it's not. Every person's chemistry and DNA is so specific and yeah. individual. And yet, and yet we all go one place when we die. Mm. <laughs> I don't know where. Yes. Well, let's uh, well, let's play your next song. Oh yes, this is to really. So this is the capper. You know, I figured it's been a really intense. Um, oh no, sorry. This is no. Yeah. Oh, wait, this is my last song. No, your oh, next. Sorry, song. Oh, sorry. This is not the capper. Yes. Um, this is a song that is just really nice and beautiful and um, melancholy, but also sweet, which I think is. I don't know. I just feel like I feel that way about life. It's really melancholy and also sweet. And I really feel like that's what my inner life feels like. And it is. Uh, Oh, it is uh, True Love Will Find You in the End by Daniel Johnston. Yeah. Uh, True love will find you. What a great recording, too. So sad. I saw him play it live and I was like sobbing like a baby. I don't know anything about him. I don't, um, there's a great documentary about him that I recommend. He's kind, uh, he's a really interesting guy. He's, I don't know if I'm being, I think he's like on the spectrum. Um, it's, and so he's really into but he's a very prolific songwriter and really incredible. And, um, the first time I was introduced to Daniel Johnson was through the kids you know the, the movie kids the yeah kids? yeah because yeah there's a daniel that. johnston song in oh, there i remember that um and so uh yeah definitely had that soundtrack oh um, the kids was like my aspirational movie where i was like i can't wait to grow up and get aids oh, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing i said when i lost my virginity was telly it hurts which is the opening line of kids literally <laughs> 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 uh, because they were like older than me, and you know yeah, when you're yeah, younger, exactly. like, hey, look, they're oh, yeah, me too. It's gonna yeah. be. I had a friend whose older brother like knew somebody who had worked on it, um, and his stories were like, yeah, it's really badass. Those kids are bad kids. We're yeah. like, whoa, New York City's yeah. bad kids. Yeah, they they seem really cool. <laughs> and I, I grew up like so going to all the places, and then I ended up knowing some of them. You know, growing growing up there, and um, so I love that movie. But um, but this song. The first time I honestly actually even heard it was seeing him live play at the Fonda. My friend Naib and Lara took us, and um, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? And it was the best, and I like recorded it with my phone. I was crying, mm-hmm. I was, and listened to the recording on my phone like 50 times. And then Lara and Naib actually used it in their wedding, so sorry, I'm co-opting it for my <laughs> But see what I'm saying? Yeah. Weddings yeah. and funerals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, it's just so... It's really sweet. It's really, really sweet and tragic. What, and how, how does it speak to you? How does it speak to me? Um, I'm trying to remember the lyrics. I, I think it's just the, it's the melancholy. It's just the mood it evokes. It's this is these are all about moods. They're not mm-hmm. because you know half of them don't even have lyrics. So it's mm-hmm. just about it's, emotions. It, it sounds very uh, delicate to me. Fragile. Yeah. Like, and I think life is fragile, mm-hmm. and the human experience is a fragile emotion, and it's filled with happiness and sadness, and we get to experience all of them. Mm. Yeah. So what do you think happens when we die? 
I really love, I honestly have no idea. And I like that I have no I'm idea. Not asking and I'm you no, as an no, authority. No, no, no. Here, here it is. Fact. You guys ready right, for everybody. this? Here you go. Buckle up. I'm about That's to tell you. That's why you're tuning in. Yeah. So this is what you've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do love the theory because this allows everybody to be right. Mm-hmm. And I do also love science mm-hmm. in DMT. Mm-hmm. So do you know about mm-hmm. DMT? Uh, should I? Uh, but I'll, yeah, it's the, it's the, Thing that your brain releases when you die right before it so it's sole purpose it's the most protective part of your brain it's like in the middle it's what's being protected the most and so the sole purpose of this part of your brain is when you die it floods your body with um dmt which is a not a drug, a substance, yeah, as, and so and there's synthetic versions which I've never tried, um, but I've Good. heard, but I've heard because like, I've heard that if you do them, then you don't get them when you die. Oh no, really? That's a theory. Okay, well, because I think they can't really test it. Again, <laughs> they can't be like, wait, 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 are you feeling it? <laughs> like, that's such a good <laughs> But I'm like, oh, that would be terrifying. Oh, that to like sucks. You die gave up you your don't death. Get the die. You gave up your chance like, of death. Soothing part of it. So you're fucked up. Yeah, that sounds um, scary to me. So apparently, you know. If you take so, what I've heard from if you take DNT from people that I trust is that it really expands time, and it's usually of a re- religious proclivity, and you know it gives you at ease, and so you don't worry about dying, and and it also you know even though it takes like twenty minutes, it feels infinite. So, and that's from like a tiny amount. So, if your body is flooding you mm-hmm. with a bathtub of this, then I think that then any proclivity you have in your brain where it's like, I think I'll get 72 versions. Oh, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to hell. I think this, I think then that becomes your eternity. So everybody wins. So if this is what you choose. And for some, and so for me, that makes it even more infinitely scary because I don't really believe in any, I have no idea. I don't have any confirmation inside me where I'm like, this is what I think happened. So what I do li- try to visualize honestly is our dog driving the car in New Zealand for all time and us in the mm-hmm. back seat while he's like your happiest. Yeah, like in a vintage and car. And mm-hmm. so I try and be like, if that's my eternity, because it, first I had my husband driving. And he's like, uh, if this is eternity, could you like please have us in the back so at least we can like make out in the back? And I'm like, all right, good call. The dog is right, driving. It's two, eternity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So have you uh, have you seen Last Temptation of Christ? The, the movie the Scorsese movie yeah the Scorsese movie not in since like film like I watched it for Easter oh how was it um it's cra- it's interesting it's really interesting I hope um, you watch it because it's been I don't even well I mean uh, Willem Dafoe is great mm. uh Harvey Keitel is very Harvey Keitel in it I'll say that did you see Florida Project yes oh fuck it was my favorite. It was my favorite of the contenders this past oh, year. Oh, it was so good. Um, Sorry, I, I, I loved it so much. Yeah. I, I watched it and then I instantly watched it again. I can only ever I watch it, it once. I watched it three times in a row. I was oh. like, I can't. I, 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 I need to unfold this more and more and more. I thought it was incredible, but I can literally only watch it once. Like Inger Goes West, only once. Oh my god, I love Or Inger Dunkirk, Goes so only once. Much. It's like the anxiety where I'm yes. like, I am live. I lived it. I'm yeah. good. I had a all those all three. I had like huge revelations in, but yeah. Okay, I, I really feel like too many people slept on Ingrid Goes West, and it's it streaming was amazing. Now. Uh, you, you should watch it; it's streaming. Oh, it is so! Um, it's a, my uh, friend John said it was Dunkirk for living in L.A. Mm. That is the perfect. Or uh, it, it, I, yes, um, but in case that doesn't sell you, yeah. listener, yeah. <laughs> it's um, uh, a dark comedy version of Single White Female. Oh, yeah, but yeah, you got you nailed the it, it, John Rivera. That's John, that's John Rivera. Um, so what happened? So the yeah, I just please. remembered hearing when I was really little that there were lots of um, 
uh, uh, protests for Last Temptation of Christ. So yeah. when I watched it, I was like, okay, so what are we talking about here? Because I, I, I didn't remember it. And um, at the end, spoiler, everybody, um, <laughs> what happens, the big, the Last Temptation, quote unquote, yeah. is when Christ is on the cross, uh, this little girl angel comes to him and is like, okay, you did your... You did what you needed to do. Get off the cross now, and like you can go live whatever life you want. And he goes and lives this whole life, um, and like has sex with a lady, and they, she gets pregnant. Then she, well, a lady, Mary yeah, Magdalene, yeah. and then he goes and like has a whole bunch of kids with other people, and then um, like he's he gets to the point where he's dying, like old man dying. And the apostles come back and are like, you fucked up. And he's like, what are you talking about? This angel who brought me here. And they're like, wasn't an angel. Oh, Look at him. So and the angel became like fire and was like, ha, I was the devil the whole time. Got <laughs> you. Uh, and, and Christ is like, oh, no. And he goes back and gets back on the cross. Sorry, everybody. My bad. Um, but it's an old movie. You're allowed to spoil old movies. Yeah. But I what's feel like. The, what's the date on that, on spoiling old movies? I feel like. I want to say like if it's five years old, but right. definitely if it's twenty or more, that's if it's twenty point. or more yeah, years yeah. old, and that's I think like that's like thirty. Yeah, that's a long time. That was seventies, right? Or I think early eighties. Yeah. yeah, I think like very early eighties. Um, so I feel like so like in your description of DMT, I'm like, oh, I feel like that's that would have been that like. Christ being like, oh, what if I just got to do, if I just had like normal Yeah, oh life, yeah, his and DMT lived a trip whole would lifetime be... in this moment and then get right back to it and yeah. you're dead. Well, that also then becomes that like trope of people in, in movies where at the end you're like, it was all a dream. And the yeah. last, like the ending of Lost, the worst. Yeah. Movie well, but this, I like, the thing that I liked about this. Oh, that's a spoiler I should have given The thing that I liked about this was that it wasn't, that was all a dream. Yeah, yeah. It was that like this weird little like bubble yeah. of a dream on the very, very yeah, yeah. end. It was like, what if instead of dream, instead of dying, you had all everything that you yeah. wanted? Which it sounds like is <sighs> yeah, like. Yeah, totally. And I think so, so to me, everybody wins with that. And that's really nice in in a way that, you know, we're all right. Mm -hmm. and, and and works with science, yeah. which I love as well when everything, but it could all be fucking wrong. Who the fuck knows? I guess yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. So it would be an exciting treat if it turns out something happens. Because I kind of think like we were just dead. I don't know. Um, but I like, really don't know. If, I, if I'm dying, I'm like, I'm done. I'm but like, why aren't dead. we and okay I, like, with just not knowing? That's my, well, that's, that's, I am. I feel like that's my only choice. Yeah. There's absolutely no way for me to check there's, it. Like, there's no point in worrying about it because it's just, there's nothing you can do. I think part of why we're not okay with it is because it has, it's it's such a scary thing to us. And, it, and, and, and as somebody who think thinks about like it constantly, I don't know why it doesn't bother me at all. Or, it, I mean, well, it does. Well, wait, I think yeah. it's because of that. Yeah. I think that it, we have become so divorced from death. It's like, death is not a part of life. Yeah. It's, something has gone very wrong with life. Yeah. And so it got taken away yes. from you. And so everybody's like, oh God, I hope that doesn't happen. And it's like, Will, it's part of it. Yeah. You wake up, you go to sleep. Yeah. That's part of it. And so when when you know, when you have a better acceptance of that, which like a lot of other cultures that sort of built into the yes. culture. yeah. They are less scared of that, and they're less scared of aging. Yes. Also. Like, we are nasty oh, to our no. old people. Yeah, we're the worst. Um, as far as like how much research we've done about like women, how much research we've done about the aging process yeah. and like how to actually take care of it and, and respect people and honor people and guide them through that stage of their life. Oh no, we hate old people. That's yeah. why even going to England and seeing like 
60-year-old people on television with wrinkles, you're like, wow, that's what human beings look like now. Wow. When I saw the um, the AbFab movie, I was like, oh my God, this movie is all old woman faces. Yeah. This is crazy I to just, see. And at this point, I'm so fucked up from it. I don't know what's aging and what's surgery. Oh yeah, that's L- a whole thing. Like I can't, no, I just can't tell where I'm like, oh, is that somebody who's just had so much surgery mm-hmm. or is that what aging, like it's totally reversed in my mind because I'm so used to seeing people just stopping the hands of time. Yeah. You you know, at at whatever age they just go mm-hmm. to the doctor. Yeah, and like, like there'll be all these articles online that are like, um, you know, uh, 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 oh, what happened to her face? Yeah, she got old. No, I was like, I think that's, that's what I just. But now it has me so fucked. Where I'm like, oh wait, is that I don't know anymore yeah. what faces look like? But they definitely aren't supposed to look exactly the same. That's the only thing I know. But I know my brain knows that, but my eyes don't understand it. Yeah. We see a lot of crypt keepers here where, like, from the back, they look like 20-year-olds where you're like, oh, and then they turn around and it's like, <laughs> Yeah. Or, like, ooh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird choices. Like, I, but listen, I'm I not feel above like, any of it yet. Listen, I'm, no, I'm just... Uh, I feel like it's all body modification. Yeah. So, like, we're cool with tattoos. We're cool with extra piercings. Yeah. Let people do whatever they want to their face. I don't give a shit. Uh, sometimes I don't think they got the result they wanted. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I'm sure they're as unhappy. Yeah. I'm not that I'm unhappy. But, I don't, but really I don't care. I don't, I'm not going to judge somebody for it. I mean, I I guess I just did. Uh, well, no, the, the, I, I don't judge people for it, but I do feel, I, I worry about myself that I can't tell anymore. That's, that's the one part is I just can't tell. I've never been good at telling, like I can't, I can't pick a nose job out of a yeah. lineup at all. No. Um, but all of the like anti-aging stuff, like it's, I can't tell when it's happened, but I'm used to that face now. Exactly. That, you know? and, yeah, I'm immune to yeah. it. And that makes me sad mm-hmm. because I'm shocked when I see regularly aging people, mm-hmm. women specifically. Yeah. Because I'm so not, it's yeah. not common. And that makes me very sad. It would be nice for aging women to be able to be like still attractive. It really would. Um, Let's I, get there. Let's stop fetishizing um, teenagers. Why? They're so stupid. Yeah, um, and obviously so hot. <laughs> that's what's hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like a girl who won't question me. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's okay. We got to get through okay. these oh last songs. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm we so keep talking. I'm sorry. Um, so my next song is um, from the Muppet movie. Oh. oh. It's the Magic Store. Oh. You went Muppets. Yeah, I, you just, I had to. Yeah. I'm, I'm painting the picture of me here. Yeah. It starts when we're kids. I show off at school. I mean, I'm going to start crying. This is, you can't have Kermit's voice. And You're a clown and a fool. It's all of them. This one's the saddest one. Yeah, well, this is the best one also. Um, so this is when they're when they've all made it to L.A. and they're like working together which yeah. fucking gets me yeah and they're singing together and they're making their little dream come true yeah and it's like this is what we went to do we always wanted to do it and actually can you skip forward um the part that i i'm like i would this line i think could be a capper on my life and i would feel okay about it Like a movie. Turn it up. Your own ending. Keep believing. Keep 
pretending we've done just what we've set out to do. Awesome. Right? So, um, but like, the dreamers. Yeah, that like, you're not supposed, like, the I- we've just done what we set out to do. Yeah. Like, you didn't fix everything. You didn't make the perfect children. You didn't, you just did what you set out to do. And that's a good life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you put that goddamn frog voice to me. It's not anything you're going to. Yeah, I feel like. That's a great sentiment. I need to have some Paul Williams in my. Oh, yeah. Did uh, Paul Williams write that? Mm -hmm. Of course. That That guy captured life very well. He's a, he's a, he's a good little songwriter they should, they should uh hire out the muppets for funerals <laughs> did have you seen have you seen jim henson's funeral? yeah yeah that's what i meant is i always feel really bad about it because they it says like you're not supposed to have taped oh, this yeah, i'm yeah. like why am i watching there, it there's then? somebody there yeah so, it feels a real betrayal of like privacy where you're like but i have to see it oh man that's a real cry fest oh man um but yeah it's uh i I love that. And I, it's I a beautiful it's... sentiment. And that's, that to me is the saddest one out of all of them because it's so childlike. And and it's them meeting each other and working together and being like, you got a dream. I got a dream. Our dreams work together. We can help each other have these dreams yeah. and believing in each other and that's... just being like, I think this frog has something. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to commit to it. I mean, yeah. that's being in a band too, yeah. right? Oh my God. That's like. Except it just, no. Yeah. Except <laughs> without all the good stuff that you just said. <laughs> But I feel like, like no, I, had, I had a comedy totally partner joking. for a long time yeah. and it, that felt like a marriage and that yeah. it was like, okay, I'm going to commit my future to you yeah. I'm, and I'm going to commit my artistic process to you yeah. and we're, we're going to see what we can make together. Yeah. You do other things also, but it's a big, it is, it's a huge thing. Really Artistically co- collaborating is one of the most beautiful things in the entire world. Yeah. And I think it's part of the th- reason we are here. And I think, um, On that, that note, leads us to yeah. your last song. Um, you know, this song is really important to me. Um, I, uh, I really needed to end it with something that meant a lot to me and that really evoked, um, you know, my life as a whole. And also when my, all, every single friend of mine has been pregnant, I've taken it upon myself to sing this next song into her belly and it's been really good Mm. luck. Yeah. And it's been the first interaction of her. So spiritual. Yeah. Future kids. And they've all turned out great. So it seems like a good luck charm and just, you know, a really great way to go out literally and figuratively. Mm. So, um, without further ado, you can just um, play it. This is a, just pump it. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know this part. Yeah, clapping. That makes sense, though. That's also. I don't remember this. Oh, yeah. Jam it. Yeah, come on. Tag team! Yeah! Me. And whenever I used to get drunk, I would sing this to all my friends. Emily and Steve Rollins. We kicking the flow, we kicking the flow. And I'm gonna pop up for my coffin and I'm like, tag team. Check it, get it, and let's begin. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. DC is in the house, jump, jump for joy. Says a party over here, a party over there. Wave your hands in the air. Why am I not changing all the words about death? This is where you're painting the picture of you. I'm gonna edit out all the horrible um, racist words and stuff like that for my funeral. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, you could put in those death, uh, those death 
verses. Well, there it is. Yeah, guys. And that's how you have a goddamn funeral. Yeah, that's right. Um, I know it's not. First of all, I just want to say I know it's not the best of hip hop. Um, I know it's not it's the, the you of hip hop. It's the, kind of it's the me of hip hop, which is so sad. Um, and my it's other a celebration of life. It is a total celebration of life. And I will say when I was very young, I um, loved hip hop. I still love hip hop. But um, and I in like second grade, I would write like hip hop lyrics um, and print them out on my Apple IIe and my and my uh, I do that now. On a power map. And you, but you do get paid for it. You make I a do. living. Yeah, That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. And my DJ, my MC name was MCC. Um, <laughs> MCC. C oh. for Chantal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. and so I was really into TLC and mm-hmm. like um, that, that was, they were really important to me. They were great. They still are. Yeah. I love TLC. Um, Collaboration. Yeah. They each have their thing that they do really well. Yeah. They Who's your favorite? I mean, probably Left Eye. I, I was a chili girl. I really, what do I, I mean, I almost said, Chili's the pretty one. Yeah. So I was, that was what I really connected with. I liked her, her like, singing oh, voice, but she had a beautiful her. voice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like, I like the drama of T-Boz. T-Boz had a, she had a, she had a, like, oh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, like low. That, trying to do, trying to do. No, she had such a singular <laughs> yeah, timbre. Like, tim- like, yeah, it's got a, got a, like, a vi- vibration to it. I gotta to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. 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 Maybe I could get. No, that's not it. Yeah. So that's my funeral. Yay, I hope you had a good time. Funeral. Oh, it's our funeral. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to me to take over. Um, Steamroll our funeral. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to add one little bonus track. Ooh. Just because this is what people are going to want to play at my funeral. And what I just want to give them permission because that's what because that's what they're there. For. You know, it's not about me at that point. I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead and play this. I like Aristotle. the people's choice. What is this? Um, it's... um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love it. It's the finale to Cats. <laughs> it's the heavy side layer, which is when Grizabella, spoiler, yeah, actually, is chosen to go to Cat Heaven. Yeah, this is what people want to play oh. when I die. I know it. I know what people think of me. Could you? This would be. <laughs> listen, I am totally down to go half seas on a funeral okay. if we can at the end get risen up on a tire. No, but have the like the cast of cats come out like in the cats. That would be so great if your friends were all like, "Oh, we're really sad," and then that should <laughs> happen, and you're just like. <laughs> All right, she got us. That was fun. This is fun. Because I went to see Cats when I was um, four years old in Dallas, Texas, when I lived in Dallas for a very brief time. Oh, that's the production to see. The Dallas production. Have you seen the Dallas, Texas? No, I could never get tickets. The 1986 production, regional production. I've heard that is the one. It is, it is. Um, And well, and it was very important because I um, fell off the night before I had fallen off of a bunk bed and hit an Italian glass lamp that had shattered into my back. I fell so, off a, a bunk bed onto my head. That was the first and I think only concussion I ever got. What? And yeah. why we are both sitting here today talking <laughs> That's about how you become an artist. <laughs> Wait, fall off a bunk bed. <laughs> we have too much in common. It's true. And that was the moment of inception. This whole thing was meant for us oh. to find out that that's where also, we... Also, the sun has been going down while we're doing this and it's practically pitch black 
back in my yeah, house now. <laughs> so, um, on the, like it is like the shadow of our lives that we have just oh, yeah. come to a close. We can't. On. We don't need to fear this. Just understand it was part of the day. Yeah, mm. like cats going to heaven. Mm. The heavy side layer. Yeah. Wait, that's that's the lyric. That's what their heaven is. It's the heavy side layer. It's been since up, I was three. I haven't up, seen it since I was three. To the heavy side layer. Up, 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 up. What is, to what is it? To the heavy side layer. What, is, what do they think that is? I mean, I just want to know. What. Uh, it's where special cats go. Like, Sounds not, like gifted, ungifted to wow. me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's either where special cats go or only one cat dies a year. And that sounds disgusting. What? Yeah. Yet all cats. dogs go to heaven? Yeah. But only special cats go to cat heaven. I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Actually, like that kind of seems fair. Um, where can people find you? What do you want to tell them about? Um, they can find me online. I'm not using Twitter much because it's a hellscape. Mm-hmm. And so I block it on my phone. Mm-hmm. But they can find me on Instagram at Chantal Claret and if I prom- that's pretty much it and or ChantalClaret.com which I sometimes update and I'm putting out new music and all that exciting stuff and, Yay. and you know all those jams more songs about death from me cool yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for having me this Thanks has been for great doing it. Yeah. yay that's it okay. bye Thank you for listening to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner. You can follow me on Twitter at at Eliza Skinner. You can follow the podcast at at Cool Playlist Pod. You can also find our website at coolplaylistpod.com and you can find links to all the playlists we make and anything we talk about and our Patreon. We don't have advertisers, so we rely on Patreon co-producers like you. The theme music is by Ross Bryant. The art and logo is by D. Billy at Duchess and the Queen Studio. And the podcast is produced by cool DJ Aristotle Acevedo. Oh, and you can always rate and review us on iTunes. Everybody loves that. Bye.